Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. In the first reading for today, Samuel learns to hear God and attend to what God is inviting him to. It is a lovely image of Samuel, a young boy, and Eli at the temple where the Ark of the Covenant is kept. And God is asking Samuel, calling him out. And Samuel hasn't learned to hear God. And he thinks it's Eli who is calling him. Has that happened to you? Have you learned to listen to the voice of God? Have you found a way to attend so that you can listen to how God is inviting you into the mission that he has ready for your life, ready for you, and ready for me? What is it that you do to hear? How do you find silence? How do you quiet the voices inside so that you can find that inner room that is the title for our time together looking at the daily readings. How do you find your way to that inner room and quiet your mind and quiet your heart so that you can hear the voice of God? God sometimes calls us loudly like with Samuel. He is literally waking him up. And what we find is he learns from Eli how to actually listen to the voice of God. Perhaps you have somebody in your life that has already taught you how to, how to listen. Perhaps in your journaling, you're finding a way to hear clearly how God speaks. Perhaps it's through songs. Perhaps it's in nature. Perhaps it's in your daily encounters with the Bible. Perhaps it's through the sacraments in the church where you find yourself musing with God about what he is intending for your life. We find word in the psalm for today that always indicates something connected to the theme and psalm 40 today says here i am lord i am coming to do your will samuel immediately attends learns and follows very quickly to the point that we hear samuel grows up and God doesn't permit any word of his to be without effect. So this reading of 1 Samuel reverberates through the psalm. And in a very beautiful way, we find, I announce your justice in the vast assembly. God is looking for those prophets, Samuel in the first reading, and John the Baptist in the gospel, that are willing to do what the psalm tells us today, to announce the justice of the Lord in the vast assembly to be able to be those that open God's scrolls for others, that interpret the word of God. But for that, we have to be attentive to be following the will of God in our life, to find delight in following those commands, in asking God to help us to do that more and more perfectly every day. In the reading of the New Testament from 1 Corinthians, Paul tells us that we are part of the body of Christ, and that as such, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. We see the Ark of the Covenant in the temple where Samuel is, and God is telling us 
through Paul in the letter of the Corinthians today that we ourselves have been purchased and that we must glorify God in our bodies. And that takes us to the reading in the Gospel of John today. And this is one of the readings that sometimes um, I find hard to follow. This particular reading has felt to me at times as if each sentence was put inside of a scrabble bag and tossed around and pulled out because they follow a logic of their own and you have to be careful. We find John the Baptist first standing with two of his disciples and they're watching Jesus walking by. Here's another moment of Jesus passing by. We saw it recently with the leopard. We saw it before that with Jesus walking on the Sea of Galilee. But here he's passing by next to his cousin. And what does John say? Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples that are with John hear this and they follow Jesus. And then we find Jesus turning and seeing that they're following him. Like, what are you doing? What are you following? Who, who, what do you want? And they call them Rabbi, teacher. And now they ask, where are you staying? It, it just doesn't seem to quite follow. They, they are with John. They follow Jesus. You can imagine that's sort of awkward. And then it's almost like they ask a question just to hear him speak. Where are you staying? They just heard, behold the Lamb of God. And you must wonder, what would make them say that? Why are they interested? Do they truly want to stay with him? Is it just to get his attention? But Jesus says, what are you looking for? He's always curious on the path for you and for me. God wants to know what are we looking for? He wants to know where our heart is, where our mind is. And their answer seems to be so non-matching to what Jesus is saying. Where are you staying? When they answer, they say, he, Jesus says, come and you will see. Let us make that the center of our prayer together today, that the Lord will help us see, that he will invite us to come and we will follow, because the two disciples find out where Jesus is staying, and they remain with him for the day. And it was about four in the afternoon, another of those scrabble sentences. Why does it matter that it was four in the afternoon? And it is Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, the one, one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. And you must wonder, what is it about the four o'clock, right? But what we know is that they stay there the whole day. He first found his own brother, Simon, and then tells him, we have found the Messiah. So it's almost like a little game of broken telephone. John tells um, Andrew and someone else and they talk to Jesus and they stay with him and then Andrew comes and talks to to Peter and he brought th to Jesus and when Jesus looks at him says you are Simon the son of John and he already calls him Cephas which translated is Peter so the part about this gospel today that I find connects deeply to the first reading and they always connect the first reading always connects to the gospel. And the learned people find the depth of, of the connection. But I always look for one that applies to something that is going on in my life. And they're called by name. God calls Samuel by name. 
and Jesus calls Peter by name. God knows us by name. Today I was in Chicago. I went there on the first trip I've taken since the pandemic started on a project to help a school. And I met all these different people in a board of directors. And remembering their names was tricky because it was a lot of them and they all had new last names. And I was trying to keep track of who was who. Isn't it lovely that our Lord knows us from the beginning of time, that he knows us by name. How is that possible? If you have developed a relationship with Jesus, if you have opened your heart, if you speak to him as a friend, you know that he knows us, that he knew Samuel, that in the uh, letter of the Corinthians, we are one with him, and that in the reading of the gospel, he calls Peter and Andrew by name, and he calls us. So let us go to the throne and say, Father, you invite us to come and see. Help us to see with your eyes. Help us to love with your heart. Help us to heal with your hands. Make us instruments of your love, of your faith, of your peace. Let us walk amongst the people of the world, wherever it is, and call each other by name in a way that calls us forth to our divine mission. I pray that you find the space in your inner room to listen to God calling you by name and inviting you into the mission for your life. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.